Good morning, River Ridge. I, if, um, if you're visiting with us, I'm, I, my name is Ben Tool. I'm on Young Life staff here. Uh, I'm not a paid church staff. I always say, you know, they get paid to be good, and I'm just good for nothing. Um, welcome to our friends that are watching live stream. Just a, a note on that. You know, objects do look bigger on screen than they truly are, except for my beard, maybe. Uh, but I have some giveaways today, so, but you have to be ready. So I'm just saying the first one is this. It's a Mother's Day card, so now it's going to be shameful, but if you forgot, there's a Mother's Day card. It's brand new. Just come up and get it. The first one that wants it, just come and get it. Uh, I'm sure you're, I'm serious. You can just come right up. If not, I'll just use it. There it is. She forgot. Hey, no shame right there. All right. So don't show it to her. Just put it in your bag and she'll never know. She'll never know. (laughs) So... Hey, uh, it is Mother's Day. I found some inspiring quotes um, for mothers. First of all, I want to show you some awesome moms. Here's one of them. My family, uh, Laura, she's a great mom. And that's my son, Ted, a freshman at GW, who won the first Quad A championship last night, GW High School. That's right. And then Sophie down there, she is in seventh grade. So that's one mom. This This is the other mom I want to show you, and this is a great picture. Uh, that's me and my mom. I don't know what she's wearing there, but it's, it's something. That's a 70s leisure suit. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, and I'm looking legit. I, that's it. So, all right, you can take that off. Uh, here's some quotes. Nothing is really lost until your mom can't find it. That's true. Uh, I want my children to have all the things I couldn't afford, then I want to move in with them. It's a great quote. Thank you for not telling my sisters that I'm your favorite. Uh, A mother's the person you can always call to see how long chicken lasts in the fridge. I've definitely done that. Motherhood, it takes patience, humor, and a lot of moist towelettes. I love that word. Um, Every day I wake up and think, how on earth did I become this much like my mother? Anybody? Uh, If at first you don't succeed, try doing it the way your mom told you to do it in the first place. Silence is golden unless you have kids, then silence is just suspicious. Mom, I love you even though I'll never accept your friend request. (laughs) My mother had a great deal of, this is Mark Twain said this, my mother had a great deal of trouble with me, but I think she enjoyed it. I love that one. Um, Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Bracket. And while I have you, quick apologies for ages 13 to 21. Uh, Thanks for letting me be a parasite in your body for nine months followed by another 18 years as a parasite outside your body. (laughs) Daughter, mom, what's it like to have the greatest daughter in the world? Mom says, I don't know, honey, you'll have to ask grandma. I love that one. And the last one, OMG, my mother was right about everything. So there's some Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day. Good card right there, free of charge. So, but over the years, I, you know, as I've thought about Jesus and the, and the gospel, and you know, I, I did a sermon, I don't know, five or six years ago, and I sort of said, "Hey, I can sum up Jesus' ministry in one word." And, and this word, everybody thought was love, and it's with. Um, and today, I, I'm going to add two words that come up before the with part, and we're going to talk about that today. Um, and I think these two words are super crucial and where we're going, and it's precisely what Jesus did for us, and I'm sure these two words actually had a huge impact on you, whether you know it or not. So that's one thing we're going to do this morning. The other thing we're going to talk about is baptism. What is it? Why get baptized? Who should get baptized? What temperature should, should, uh, the water should be? Should I wear goggles, flippers? Like, what happened? Like, what, what are the ins and outs of baptism? We're going to do that. 
Um, and again, we'll see in the scriptures this morning that how this guy gets baptized began with these two simple words. And, and these two words are super crucial. And, and they're simple and we can all do it. And, and, and I'm going to hit that pretty good. And I want to say that I think these two words probably had a super, super impact on your life, like I said. Um, but we've been reading the book of Acts, and so we're going to continue to do that uh, before we get to these two words. And so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to just, I'm just going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to break it down and all that. I'm going to break it down later, but I'm going to read, and I, I just have to have these, unfortunately. Lord, thanks for today. I ask that you're, you would change us, Lord, that we would literally leave here different than we came here. You would change us. Thank you for your word is powerful. Sharper than any double-edged sword, may it cut to the core of us this morning. All right, here we go. Acts 8. Amen. Sometimes you don't have to say that. Just, this is just a big prayer. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, this man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading, Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a as, as a lamb before the shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they come to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave the orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went away on his way rejoicing. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to talk about today. It's great stuff. Um, but I'm going to reverse engineer this thing. I'm going to start with the, with the last part and then build back into it. So I'll ask you the same question. What about you? Why wouldn't you be baptized? What's, what's stopping you from being baptized? Um, and maybe you, that's a question you need to ask yourself. Why wouldn't I do this? And uh, first of all, some questions. What is baptism? Um, there are two closely related words for baptism in, in, in the New Testament. And so I'm going to give you one of them here. It's the geek Greek word of the week. Uh, and it is baptizel. It's really not baptizel. <laughs> it's bapto. That is me without a beard. Uh, that's my geeky picture. Um, Bapto, it means to dip or immerse. It's oh, a great shot. <laughs> okay, uh, that just looks legit, right? You're like, that's probably what that actually means. You guys like that? Okay, uh, another word, you can keep that up there just, just for a while. Um, baptizo may mean immerse, uh, but you, you could have other meanings. So you look back in literature in like 400 BC and you see how they use this word, right? And so I, I have a... a, a a, an analogy here. So this, this is a hard-boiled egg. It's white. You can eat it. I don't know if I want to eat it. I don't know. I don't know who's been on that stand. But then these are pickled eggs, right? It's the same egg, but it's in this pickled stuff, right? And so here's the thing: um, they've been immersed. 
in this pickled juice. Um, and they've been totally changed. The, the eggs have kind of identified themselves with this juice. So every analogy breaks down. Um, so does it mean like when you get baptized in the water, the water changes you? No. But what does happen, I think this is the coolest part, is when you say yes to Jesus, when you're like, I'm in, literally this begins to happen. You're immersed in the Holy Spirit. You are changed from the inside out, totally different. You go from this to one of these. I'm not going to open it because that's what the 11 o'clock somebody gets. So if you want to come back and have a chance to grab this really quick, you can uh, for the 11 o'clock. So, you know, baptism cannot save anyone, obviously. That's not what, how it works. We're saved by faith alone. So th- th- just think about that. And so the question is, then, then why get baptized? There's two great reasons. One, Jesus did it. And two, he commands us to do it. Those are two really solid reasons to maybe to get baptized, right? Um, and, you know, it says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so we're commanded to be baptized. That's, those are two great reasons. So what is baptism uh, and why? And baptism really it illustrates the coolest thing about baptism. I've been to some baptisms where I'm like, oh, man, this is powerful. Why, why is it so powerful? You know, it, it illustrates that the risen Lord Jesus is the object of our faith. See, what, when you're placed under the water, right, and then you're testifying that we believe that Jesus died and was buried, all right? And then when you come up out of the water, we're acknowledged that Jesus rose again from the dead. It's sort of like it's a, so baptism is simply a physical picture of what's happening inside of us spiritually, right? Baptizes, you know, it symbolizes our new life in Christ, you know. And, and 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Totally different. And it's a, just a picture of that. And so this Ethiopian eunuch and Philip were talking, and he apparently goes, man, I'm in. I want, I'm in. And so he gets baptized. So, so who should get baptized? I think it's pretty simple. Every person who's believed in Christ. You know, at River Ridge, we, we kind of come under the, the um, thought that we want people to um, know and kind of understand what it means to say yes to Jesus. So we don't really do infant baptisms here, but we, as an adult, when you can come to a faith on your own, um, and then we encourage every person that has done that to, to get baptized. Um, and again, this baptism stuff, I'm just trying to break it down very simple. Who, what, when, where, why, you know, when should a person get baptized? I think just like the Ethiopian eunuch, he, he, he says yes to Jesus, and he's like, ah, there's water, let's go do it right now. Um, I think right away, um, as soon as you can. Um, and so how should a person be baptized? Again, going off what, what I believe, what I think scripture says, you know, I think it, that immersed thing to place into with the, even examples from scripture, um, even uh, if you look at the book of Mark, as Jesus, it says, as Jesus was coming up out of the water, um, even in a, in a, where John the Baptist, he was baptizing, it says he had to baptize near, uh, Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water. Um, you need plenty of water to, to get all the way down in there. So that's, that's what we believe. Also, I think that the great how about baptism is it's a cool thing to invite people to to see. It's a great testimony, so to speak. It's going, hey, I'm in. Come and watch this. I mean, I've been changed by seeing that. 
remember a long, long time ago, my brother and I down at Taze Valley baptized my mom. I mean, that was something crazy, you know, and we, we got to do that uh, to her. And so it's a great way to say, hey, I'm following Jesus. Um, come look at this and come see what it is. And, uh, and another great question, what I had to struggle with is what if I've already been baptized? I'd say, figure it out. <laughs> That's what Matt told me. I'm like, do I have to get baptized? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe you should, but it's up to you. I'm like, well, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. Pray, ask God, see what he says. Um, and then God's like, yeah, go ahead and get baptized. So we got ba- Matt baptized me in a pool somewhere. Um, I don't remember, but I remember the baptism. It was cold. It was a really cold pool. We heat this, and, uh, but we'll be out somewhere, somewhere where it's going to be nice. And that's our plan. So June 13th, that's like a month from now. We're going to do an outside baptism, um, somewhere to be determined. Um, and here's some things, that, uh, here's some sort of to-dos. If this is something you're thinking about, and maybe you're thinking about, man, maybe my kid, like I've been, I think my kids should do this, but we've talked until we're blue in the face. They don't listen to us. Maybe you should tell them, hey, you should get baptized. Um, so go to the website, riverridge.church. Uh, you can click next step and then go to baptism. Um, so again, what do you need? You just need to place your faith in Christ. I mean, and it brings something that you don't mind getting wet, obviously. But those are the only things you really need. So I encourage you, I really encourage you to think through that. It is a great way to say publicly, I'm in. All the chips are in. I'm going to follow, follow Jesus. So uh, for folks watching online, you, your online host should put a little link down there in the comments that you can follow and go to there. So that's baptism. But the thing is, is how do you get to that point? And that, that's really what I want to hone in on a little bit here, because um, the whole thing happens with these two words that I haven't told you yet. I'm about to. Um, that's how this whole baptism thing gets started in the first place. And, and really, again, I, it, this happens to me all the time. I'm sure it happens to you. You know, An angel of the Lord just said, hey, Philip, go do this. I mean, that happens to me all the time, right? An angel just says, hey, JD, go do this. You're like, okay, great. If I only had a nickel for the, all the times that... The angel just shows up and says, go do this. But seriously, what I think that that has to do with is his connection with Jesus. How connected are you? How sensitive to the spirit are you? How do you get to that point? You know, Philip was at this point on his journey, and and the eunuch was somewhere else on his journey. and, And they met in between because of Philip's connection with Jesus and his willingness to just obey. So I was listening to a podcast the other day, and uh, it was a, a boss, one of my old, old bosses for Young Life. He's been on staff for 50 years. And they're like, hey, what's, what's the key? He says this, and I quote, he said, I make it a top priority to spend un- uninterrupted quality time with Jesus in the scriptures every single day, no matter what. I'm like, dang, that's good. You know, we get to this point of knowing him and really knowing him well to the point where we can distinguish his voice among all the other voices and chaos in the world. So this whole thing, this whole thing happens because of Philip and his relationship with Jesus. And we are all responsible for where we are in our relationship with Jesus. You know, we have, we have to be people that walk with Jesus before we're talking about him. It's like I always say, like, how are you going to tell somebody about someone you don't really know, Right? So it's, it's something we strive about in our house. Like every morning, it's dark, and Laura is sitting on the couch reading her Bible, and I'm sitting in the basement reading my Bible. Our kids are fast asleep, and the world is at a hush. 
Now, don't think I'm making a case that I'm really holy. If you know me, you know, you know way better than that. But we try to do that. It's become a default. Laura and I are like, we're stacking hands. Man, I don't know much, but I know I'm just going to spend time with Jesus. And we do that, and I encourage you to do that. And I'm going to encourage you to do that at the end, pretty boldly, actually. So get ready. I'm, I might start yelling at you. Um, and all I do is I just pray, hey, Lord, like what, whatever doors are open today, I'm going to walk through them. I'm going to try to walk through them. Help me listen for your voice. That's it. So it's like, it's like this book right here, um, and this is free for anyone who wants it. It's a brand-new book. Um, it's called The Ten Second Rule. It basically says, do the next thing you believe the Lord reasonably wants you to do within 10 seconds, or you'll talk yourself out of it. So here's a book. So anybody that wants it, you have to read it, and then you have to give it to someone else. But it's right here. Come get it. Free. You can interrupt me. I don't mind. No one wants a free book. Okay. It'll just sit there because um, I've already read it. Um, so Philip, the particular day, just obeyed this 10-second rule. That's what happened. He was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. And the two words come up. And here, here it is. It's number one on your outline. If you, and I don't know, you have the app. or I, I didn't ask Matt what to do about that. If you don't have it, I, I can't help you. Sorry. Just write it down. You know there's these things, pens and pencils, you can use, and you can write on paper too. So if you want to, there you go, sir. Thank you. Good book, good read. You have to read it and do what it says, though. Good luck with that. Uh, it says this, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and he met this Ethiopian. Here's number one, it's huge, he showed up. Guys, this is the gospel. And you don't need a master's in theology to show up. You don't. You don't even need to know anything to show up. It's the biggest deal that I've, I've seen in the scriptures. That's what Jesus did all the time. He just showed up. One of my biggest challenges to you right now today is show up. Are you showing up in people's lives? I mean, you already are in your family, maybe your coworkers, your friends. I mean, how many of, of those people that were showing up, and they have no idea of our faith in Christ? But we're showing up. It's a couple things. One... Again, who are the people you're already doing this with? Maybe you're a coach. Maybe it's your family. Maybe a bunch of friends you've hung around. You already show up. Number two, who are the people that you, man, you may need to start showing up in their lives, in their messes, in their chaos, in their struggles? You're going to show up. Three, parents, we got to show up in our kids' lives. Like, me too, man. I, me too. I, a great story, um, Rusty Isaacs opened a coffee shop in um, Morgantown, and he, his first customer was his dad. And they didn't even talk because he was so busy, but that conversation was thick enough. I called Rusty that night, how'd it go? First thing he said, my dad was my first customer. I love that. He drew, I, I said, dude, was he there at 7 a.m.? Like, yeah, he's like, he must have left at like 4.30 or something. And he had a coffee and drove back. He showed up. It matters. What happens when you show up in people's lives? You start earning the right to be heard. We say that in Young Life all the time. Hey, man, we're earning the right to be heard. Just by showing up, we're preaching the gospel. You know, Francis of Assisi said, you know, preach Christ always and when necessary, use words. He showed up. He didn't have to say a word. It preaches a ton. 
So now he runs into this dude on the road. And again, a 10-second rule. Hey, Philip, go up to that chariot and just hang out. And dang it, the spirit might tell you to do some stuff you don't want to do. He might call you into uncomfortable places. So if you don't want to do that, then I, don't pray that prayer. Don't read that book, whoever grabbed it. But are you willing to do that? Hey, I want you to go call your sister. Hey, I want you to go to the hospital. Hey, I want you to fill in the blank. You may not want to hear that. You know, J.D. Dandy, um, right when I moved here, he just was nagged and nagged and nagged. He called me, he goes, hey, I'm J.D. I played keyboards with you that one day. And I'm like, yeah, he's, I know you don't know me, but man, I'm, I'm just supposed to call you, I think. How was your day yesterday? I'm like, really crappy, actually. He's like, yeah, I know. I was praying for you. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Um, and since then, we're like, I guess we should. I told my wife this, and she goes, you should call him back and say, hey, do you want to meet up? So I do that. I'm like, that's a great idea. Hey, JD, this is Ben. Remember me? And he's like, yeah. I said, hey, let's meet up. So every Friday for what? Two years we've been meeting up. And it's been amazing. And, and it was for me, but he would say it was for him too. And it was the Lord just doing that thing. He just said, okay, I'm going to call him. This is weird because I don't even know him. What am I supposed to say? He didn't ask that question. He just did it. I love that. A movie I recently saw, it, 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 this this girl goes, I don't really know much about you, but you just keep showing up and it matters. And I went, pause. And I sat there for like 20 minutes going, wow, it's just powerful. And we can all do that. There was donkey basketball. You ever heard of this? You get on a donkey and you can only score if you're on a donkey. They were doing this at Clay Battelle High School back in, in the Mountaineer area in Young Life. And our leader shows up there, and he's on the team with the teachers. And they're like, hey, you're on the wrong team. You're a student. He goes, I'm not a student. And the teacher goes, no, seriously, aren't you a senior? And he goes, no. He goes, well, why do you keep showing up here every day then? Open door. Well, I do young life, and I just love kids, and I want to share Jesus. Why did he get that opportunity? Because he's just showing up. So the next thing um, that happens the next crucial thing is, number two, is he, he said something. That's huge. He showed up and he said something. And I always say, you know, people don't know how much you care until they know, or people don't know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So he actually said something. I love that. I said, I think we earn the right a lot. We're showing up, we're showing up, we're showing up, and I want to say, okay, now say something. You, you know, you've been walking around with this guy for two years. Tell them about Jesus. Say it. Um, I remember a few years ago, I was on the phone with this guy, and he was like, hey, man, you know, I love what you're doing to fix kids with your young, young youth life ministry. And I, wanted, and, and I said, yeah, that, thanks a lot. That's great. But, you know, I shouldn't have said that. I should have said, man, that's not what I do. I don't fix kids. I can't. But, but I shared Jesus with them, that he rose again from the dead. He, he, was di he died and rose again for them. And I share that. But I, why didn't I do that that day? Open door, and I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm scared. N not enough time for a big conversation. We don't have all the answers. We feel like we're judging people if we start kind of saying something about our faith. We get into trouble. We go to jail. We'll be killed. I mean, those last ones really don't apply to us, but it did to them back then. They mentioned the name, man. They could, they could be done. Um, one spring, Christina Aguilera spoke the gospel to me. It was incredible. 
I was in my car, and, you know, years prior, Eminem was speaking the gospel to me, and he still does that, just that one line. Everything else he says, I'm not, I, I would not, don't listen to that stuff. But Christina Aguilera spoke the gospel. She sang this song called Say Something. Here's the lyrics. Say something, I'm giving up on you. I'll be the one if you want me to. Anywhere I would have followed you, say something, I'm giving up on you. So guys, as we show up in people's lives, we're called to say something. They're going, I mean, why? I don't get it. I mean, why are you here? Why do you keep showing up? Why are you so nice? Why, why do you hug me all the time? I'm, I'm looking right at Betsy. I'm just describing her life, you know? And what, what, what's your deal? And I know people think that about Betsy because I know who she is. And, and at some point, you know, she goes, well, it's, it's because of Jesus. That's why. It's not me. But say something. I'm giving up on you. I mean, who are the people that are in our lives that we need to show up in their messes? We've already earned the right, and we just got to say something. Hey, man, what's going on? We've earned the right. We have to say something. Or like the lyrics say, it says, I'm giving up on you. It's almost like they're saying, hey, I, I, I think I want that. I want what you have. Would you, would you tell me about it? Otherwise, I'm just going to give up and look somewhere else. I, I think it's in you. Oh, man, say something, please. Tell them about Jesus. I think that the truth is you may be the only person that the only Jesus in, in your friend's lives may ever see is in you. So please say something. So the question is, what do you say? How do you say it? What are you sharing? And the key is, you know, what Philip does. He, he, he says, do you understand what you're reading? I mean, and he says, how could, how could he hear what he was reading? Well, he was close enough. So he gets close. He shows up. He's close enough. He hears. He knew. He knew what he was reading, but he was just asking him so he could figure out, hey, where, where is he with this stuff? And so, you know, and we're, we're there too with some folks. We know that th th this marriage is in chaos Let's say something. Let's enter in, be, get messy with people. I mean, I'll, I'll listen. I love you. Say something. Number three, I'm terrible at this. He listened. That's the third, third feeling. Are we good listeners? I'm not. I'm really not a good listener. The great thing about listening is they will tell you what they want. You know? Like, I sit around and talk to kids all the time. I'm like, I don't care about lacrosse, man. But all right, let's talk. I know it's a stick. I, I get it. I don't care. But I'm listening. And I get it. And I'm understanding where they're coming from. If we just listen. He showed up. He said something. He listened. And then the man throws him a softball. How can I unless someone tells me? You know, he didn't get on his soapbox and get a megaphone and say, hey, man, you're going to hell. That's what's happening. You're in, you got some issues, and you need to figure this out. He didn't do that. He didn't start beating him over the head with a Bible. Seek to understand, not to be understood. That's a good principle, right? Just understand where people are. And if we walk alongside folks just long enough, the same thing that happens here is they get invited in. So Philip could have answered this dude's question in two ways. He could have said, man... I sure hope someone comes along to help you out, man. I'm, I'm going to run down and get a big gulp. Good luck with that. Or he could have answered just exactly the way he did. And listen to this. Here's the scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. 
In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? It keeps going. And eunuch asked him, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. That's the fourth thing. He shared the good news about Jesus. He shared it. I love that because we can all do this. What do you mean by that? Well, the verse basically means he started with where the guy was and went from there. Listen, some of the people in your life don't even know how to spell Jesus. So here's how you start with that. J-E-S-U-S. That's how you spell Jesus. And I'm, I'm being honest. Like You can start very from the very beginning. Where are these people? They don't need a 10-point dissertation on the Trinity. What are you doing? He's like, he's like yeah, yeah, this is about Jesus. He, he went and he died for you. And, the, and the, the guy's probably like soaking it up. Start with where they are, not with what you know. Just start with where they are. And sometimes that means us going, yeah, that's tough. I, I don't know what that's like. But I'm with you, man. I'll walk through it with you. And I'll share Jesus because I do know that that's the answer. It's a huge step in sharing your faith. So here are the results. This is the cool thing. One, this guy's life was changed, right? The Ethiopian, he goes, yeah, I'm in. Number two, he probably went back and goes, guys, listen to this. He was led like, like remember this? this? It's Jesus, talking about Jesus. And then here's this Ethiopian sharing with all of his people. And he was a big deal. He had a lot of clout. He goes back and shares. So this whole community may have been changed. And also, Philip, you'll be changed by sharing your faith. Last quote I have is, I've, some people that are in my life are probably sick of me quoting this, but it says this. I recently read a quote of John Eldridge that says this. He said, God has rigged the world so that it only works when we embrace risk as the theme of our lives. All attempts to find a safer life, to live by the expectations of others, just kills the soul in the end. That's not how we find life. Choose a path of eternal significance rather than overanalyzing and feeling the need to always take the most secure route. Don't ask how, that will cut your desire off the knees. How is a faithless question. It means unless I can see my way clearly, I won't venture forth. And I love that because back in here, and I didn't mention it, but um, uh, JD sent me a quote on this. It says, I like it how God, this is so great. I like it how God sent, he took off, no idea why, for what person purpose for how long just yes lord and boom he headed south what faith and that's huge that's exactly what happens as we do that and i've come to the reality in my life there's only one real risk in life live your life without jesus that's a huge risk so i'm all in all chips in every day philip risked it all that day he wasn't sure what to say and he never asked how he wasn't sure where the road would lead that day he just said, I'm going to choose a path of eternal significance. So I'm going to triple dog dare you. Here it comes. This is where I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to throw a punch. I triple dog dare you to show up, say something, listen, and share about your faith. It's why I'm here. Someone did that to me. And that happened, and I showed up in my brother's life over and over and over. Now he's a bald pastor in Taze Valley. And he believed, and we were baptized. So tomorrow, actually, it's a quadruple dare, the quadruple dog dare. 
is show up with Jesus and then show up in people's lives. Say something. Listen. Share your faith. And who knows, on June 13th, we might not have enough water to baptize people. Who knows? Lord, thanks for today. Thank you that you've called us to just show up. The end result has changed lives. Lord, we ask for a perfect spot to just start dunking people, man. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage of scripture. Thank you for Philip's faith. May we have the faith of Philip to just show up, say something, listen, and share about you. In Jesus' name, amen.